What's up, Care Factor Nation? Rich Malachy here on a very special edition of the Care Factor podcast. I have another special guest in-house, and his name is Dave Morris. He's with All Points, and we're going to let him introduce himself to the nation. Please uh, do so. Thanks, Rich. Uh, Dave Morris, uh, All Points, VP of Sales. I've been in the industry for a long time. Yeah. So I came in in 2000 working for Ecolab when they owned GCS, okay. and I did that for a few years, and then I joined a company called Heritage. And, yes, uh, Heritage, yep. Yep, we created the Master Parts Distributor Program that's used today, and uh, we were very successful. Mm-hmm. Sold Heritage. Um, I moved on. I ended up in the, with a dealer, Horizon Equipment, out of Egan, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Had a terrific time with Horizon. Great bunch of, bunch of guys worked there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, last fall, an opportunity came up to uh, – consider come to work for all points to help get their sales where they want them to be sure so um i'm uh, given a lot of leeway to uh to do what i think we we should do and and we've got a great leader in tom pendry and yeah. uh, new ceo so we, we're a new team yeah. and uh we're having a lot of fun we're creating a lot of good value for the service community that's our that's number great. one customer are the service companies so sure um, we've got a project going mm-hmm. uh, with chemicals that we're launching at our distribution centers where we have uh, uh, our six, five distribution centers. And then uh, okay. we also have a McDonald's where we're going, doing some McDonald's business and uh, a set of McDonald's parts. Mm-hmm. And then we have a refurbished board program that we're getting ready to, to launch. So we've got some really good Interesting things, things coming going. down the pipe. Absolutely. We'll, t- we'll talk more about that. And but before we get to that, uh, talking about, you know, the industry as a whole um, and how people find their way here. So I always find it interesting, you know, if, if usually if you're not in a family business kind of atmosphere, it's, it's, it's always interesting to find out how somebody makes it to this industry. And we you know we're constantly talking about new, new talent, new technicians, new people finding their way to the industry and how do we get them there. So I, I would love for you to maybe talk a little bit about, you know, young Dave, maybe back, uh, I don't know, in the seventies or the eighties or, you know, where, how, how did you even find your way to, to the industry? Okay. Um, in my youth, in my twenties, um, I worked for Sears. So Sears and Roebuck. So I was a retail guy and, um, I managed different parts of Sears, uh, some of the local business units and I became a service district manager and I did that. I spent 21 years with Sears. Oh, wow. And then I was recruited away by Montgomery Ward. And at Montgomery Ward, I had uh, was there nine years, and I got promoted four times, and mm-hmm. I ended up on the corporate staff, and I was the national parts manager. So I ran Montgomery, their parts. So Montgomery Ward, I'm actually not familiar. Yeah, they're a retail company. They used to be number two behind Sears, and then okay. uh, we competed. Uh, Monkey Wards, I mean, so it's it's been gone since 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, so memories are starting to fade on it, but it was a, a significant retailer back in its day. Okay. And uh, when that company went out of business, we were owned by GE Capital. And they pulled the plug on us. Then uh, Ecolab approached me because they were putting in some new technology. Mm. So I came to run the GCS parts business. And I did that three wonderful years and uh, left there to join Heritage. So, uh, and then I've gone to a dealer. I spent a little bit of time at SMG, Service Management Group, selling Warranty Central into the industry. I know it, yeah. So um, uh, now I'm with All Points. So it seems like a really good fit. And uh, that's where I've gotten from A to B. Awesome. So yeah, so so in, in and now you're out here obviously trying to get these sales back where you, where you want to build these up, and you're visiting service companies. Um, you know we're as service companies, you know, skilled t- skilled technicians, skilled trades. We're, we're we're working real hard to find new talent and, and figure that out. 
What what do you see out there? We're going to be going from service company to service company. You see, are you see, you're seeing the same thing. I imagine it's exactly the same thing. Everybody could use three or four more texts, especially this time of year. So how do you go about getting them? It's not uh, we don't have trade schools. We have refrigeration trade schools. Yeah, you have you have them. You but have, they're not they're, they're not, not hyper focused to what we do. No, they're not. And so ideally, what most people do is they they hire a refrigeration tech. Yeah. And then the refrigeration tech gets on job training and learns to do the hot side. Mm-hmm. That's typically yeah. where we're going. And let's face it, the equipment's being built better. So yeah. it doesn't fail like it used to. Yeah. Technology uh, technology's I mean. becoming a big part of that. So the technician of today needs to know more than just to read a meter. Mm-hmm. They've got to be able to di- di- diagnose computer boards and, yeah. uh, and, and a lot of circuitry and stuff like that. Where we didn't have to in the past. Mm-hmm. So um, our industry is evolving uh, are we going to be have always have trouble getting technicians? I think so. I yeah. think that's going to be, uh, but there are ways to get technicians. And uh, a couple of things that are going against us is a full on uh, full employment in the country mm-hmm. does not lend itself to finding people. So yeah. it drives prices up. Uh, but but bringing over refrigeration techs is probably our. That's the only solution I can come up with. Yeah. We've tried yeah. uh, the, through the military and bringing yes. people in from the yeah. military and. You know, a few years ago, George Nicholson and Vet to Tech was really trying to bring that in. Um, yeah. I don't think that really took off, and I, I'm not real sure why. It just seems like it wasn't the right time in the right place, right? The yeah. right formula or I've whatever. Seen, I've so. seen it out there. I, I I don't really. I've never really participated with it. Yeah, it's it was. I can't uh, tell you why. I just it was well, kind of a, it was kind of a recruiting yeah. software, and it. Uh, but you know, it just didn't it just didn't take off like we thought it would. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and, and so and so important right now. I mean, I, I've spoken I, and I've said this on many different podcast sessions, uh, episodes, but you know, I've, I've I've spoken to high school one time, the local high school, and I plan on doing it again. I'm I'm, I'm doing it because I want to continue to cultivate and bring you know new young guys on board. So I hired two guys from that from that presentation, and once these two guys are fully uh, trained and on a van, when hopefully in the next few months, I'll be talking with them. I'm gonna go back and do it again. So I always try to urge other. We may have something that you could package that's scalable that your peers could use. Yes, and there might be a market for it. Oh yeah, yeah, so. that's that's not a bad idea. That's that's actually something I think we, we are thinking about that in some some terms, um, especially with gold collar stuff. I don't know if you see any of my content where I talk mm-hmm. about gold collar technicians, but uh, yeah. So and um, so let's let's go back to some of the stuff with the, with all points now, because um, I'm actually curious for the chemical. What what uh what kind of chemicals well, are we, we talking? We're we talking about have descalers and descalers and. Carbon off. I mean, the whole the whole gamut. We have about a hundred chemicals, and we can ship. There's about four or five hazmat items that you got to be a little careful shipping. But the yeah. other stuff you can ship. Yeah. Some of it you can only ship a bottle of wine. You can't ship a case. Right. So we have that knowledge, and we have the chemicals. I think there in the past was um, a re- reluctance to do it because of the unknown. Mm-hmm. But I think somebody, and it's got to be us, I think, because we're the industry leaders, we need to go after that segment, and, and we are. And that's uh, yeah. we've got new displays in our showroom floors, which are in Las Vegas, Orlando, Houston, okay. um, and Mount Prospect, mm-hmm. uh, Illinois. And then we have one in, at, at our FMP sister company here in, uh, in New Jersey, in New Jersey, yeah. in Lumberton. Yeah, nice. And so and I'm, also, I'm actually going to spin, spin, spin this into something else now. Um, media so obviously i'm doing a lot of things on the media front and i I believe in it wholeheartedly that we're going to really if we can get together online we could really make our industry noisy and i think it really will help us attract more talent as well but um 
I don't know. I, I, don't, I haven't really looked too far into All Points, but I, I don't see too much going on in media. Do you, do you have any input on, on what's going on with media stuff from All Points and how they I think we're, we're, we've got a, a new team and uh, web presence and stuff like that. I mean, we launched a new website yes. in January, brand new. It's, I, I, it's I like it. really a good. Yeah. So we're still at the evolution stage, mm-hmm. uh, but we have some very dynamic people uh, that's working on the project. So uh, social media is important. I don't think we're not there yet, but right. we are making strides to get there, and we're yeah. doing it at a very fast pace. Yeah. Yeah, well, I and I, I um, I'll I'll open the door. I mean, I'll welcome if, if anybody wants uh, to utilize myself and Angel to help get some things going. Maybe we could start talking and get get all points going online. Well, you guys are always invited to come and see us, and we'd yes. like to set something up like that. That would be great. We'll be there. We'll be there, Angel. Market. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the industry as a whole, I, I, things are changing. Things are changing. There's buyouts, there's acquisitions. It's been uh, it's been interesting for service companies like myself. You know, we're a small small business. You know, we're just we're out here doing doing uh doing our thing, and um, working hard. Got a lot of good dedicated people. Um, what do you, you have any insight in what because you, you've been in this for a long time? You have any insight on in what you see coming down the pipe? Just just in just in general, of service and parts distribution, dealers reps. Is going to be? I talk to people. All, dealers and reps. These guys are going to merge. This is going to. merge. I mean, it's just things are changing fast. You know, people say the the reps are the ones that are at risk, but I've worked with reps mm-hmm. for the last few years uh, pretty closely, and the factories are not going to invest in a sales force to go out and pitch their products. Right. Uh, they're going to have a national sales manager, possibly regional sales manager, but the economics, uh, the independent rep, I think, is here to stay. What they do and how they go to market is going to vary, yeah. but I think the reps are... They have to, like we do, we all have to reinvent ourselves. So the reps are in the middle of yeah. doing that. The dealer community has rolled up. I mean, there's uh, there's a few more acquisitions that could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you, and I won't name names, but you've seen the ones that are rolling yeah. up and stuff. And it seems oh, yeah. like every time I, I look up F-E-R, F-E-S, you see somebody else has been bought or yeah. rolled up. And I think the dealer community is probably, I'm going to say 60 or 70% done uh, on the service side, uh, there's been a lot of roll-ups. Uh, mm-hmm. There's uh, you know a couple of big players that are rolling them up, mm-hmm. and um, I, I see that continuing. I, uh, as second and third generation companies, yeah. as people hit that, what do I want to do the next half of my year? Yeah. Play with the grandkids. Right. <laughs> um, I think there's going to be more sales, and, and there's going to be some roll-ups, and then you've got some you know the Dan dealers of the world they're going doing a great job and he just yes. he just uh, bought Prime Tree and that's yes. that's that excited me when I think the, that, that was a great I do too because you have Gary who is just a dynamo yes. you know and Dan is just an all-around good guy super smart um, and they be and I know they they be they've developed a really great friendship over the last several years as well and um, yeah, and, I'm, and I'm, Wayne I'm, and, I'm really happy for both of them. Wayne and Pat did a merger a few years back. That's a great one. That was perfect. So, uh, that was symbiotic right there. That's right. And so the the one that probably started it with the roll-ups of friends were the Sharon and Dale and uh, Bernie. Yes. Uh, um, you know, so those, they, they've kind of always been there. So I'm not sure if the smaller regional roll-ups are going to happen. I, I think they are. Um, yeah, and I don't really have a concern about the bigger players buying up more market. Uh, everybody knows who their friends are and who their enemies are and who their competitors are. We sure. all know that. Sure. So sure. I don't think it's anything to worry about. We just have to keep evolving and changing ourselves and, and listening to the customer, which you do a great job. Yeah, so you. you have to listen to what the customer is saying. And if you do that, 
yeah. think you can win the battle. Yeah, I agree. And it's uh, for for a small business. You know, I, I mentioned thirteen techs uh, should have fifteen uh, very shortly, and we're we're building and we're building on really good core guys that really know their stuff. We don't want to put anyone out there that's not ready, and. You know, we want to continually uh, find differentiators that, that make us, you know, because I, I always say all the time, there's, you know, say there's 15 people in this market. I mean, it's, it's getting, there's a lot of competition. We all sell service. We all sell parts. We're all manufacturer authorized for, the lot, for a lot of them. What's different? You know, I think what the differentiators are going to be are, for me, are the trans, is the transparency that I'm putting out online. I'm going to definitely build trust and dip, build a different public persona and be more accessible. Um, and, you know, technology. Like I mentioned, the things, the technology stuff we're putting in place with SurveySquare, staying in front of the customer and having customer portals. Because, you know, as a small service company, you know, these, these buyouts do, they, they make you a little nervous. You don't know who's coming into the area, who's going to be buying things out. And um, I need to make sure that we're strong. And I think that's what a lot of these other smaller guys are saying. Because we're second generation. I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm 37 now. I, I don't plan on going anywhere for at least 25, 30 years. Um, so, I mean, I... I want to make sure that we're we're strong here. So yeah, it, there's 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 definitely worrisome stuff, but as long as we continue to reinvent, that's right. The the third party administrators remember five, oh maybe ten years ago, that was the big fear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> these third party administrators going to there take all of our profit away from us. That really never materialized. No, it didn't materialize because we're a lot smarter than what they gave us credit for. Quite frankly, and we're not going to do stuff that doesn't pay us exactly and so that's if you if you're in demand and technicians are in demand that's our product mm-hmm. uh it makes sense that you stay focused on what you do best yeah. uh most small service companies their parts business that was rolled up by the big the big three or four yeah. so all the ones there they've seen their parts business disappear so they've had to reinvent themselves they may not realize that but they're focused on service yes. and they've reinvented themselves so give quality service Restaurants are going to be there. Food service facilities are going to be there. Learn to uh, do a really good job of taking care of your customers. And I think once you get to that, uh, you'll be not able to handle what you get. And that's not a bad thing to have is to be able to turn away business. It's just can you keep bolting on more incremental business by hiring a technician, getting more product, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the uphill battle for us too. I mean, we're we are at a point where we're actually kind of turning people away to a certain extent. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think we're doing a service to these people that are calling that, that we're able to turn away instead of just putting them on a board, you know, Hey, we'll get there. But we're telling listen, it's going to be four weeks, you know, wow, before we yeah. get to some, some of these places. Cause we have, to, you know, listen, whether, whether, you know, people want to hear it or not, we are going to take care of the customers that call every day, every week, every month, our key accounts are the ones that can, that take precedence. And that's another thing I always urge. If you, if you want to, um, get top-notch service from any any service company in your market, build a relationship. Well, you go to Manhattan, which is not very far from here. Unless you have a service plan, mm-hmm. you can't get service. Yeah. So the guys like Matt Shear, they've done a rock star job yeah, of do. locking their customers in because they give great service. They do. And they do. When Shout you, out to Rick. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so those guys do a great job, yes. and so that just drives it. And, and I think service companies that – that listen to the customer and do a great job, they never have to worry about their business. They yeah. just keep figuring out how to make it more profitable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and Manhattan's a whole other animal too, man. Uh, we, we tried to go out there. Oh my God. 
the tickets and the, and the tow and all this other stuff. It was just uh, you have to have the bicycles. They have bicycles in Philly. Do they? Yes, bicycles? they absolutely do. Okay. Yeah, because I've heard of, I've heard of um, some, some some companies doing uh, uh, backpacks and they're riding subways and they're doing you know stuff like that. Yeah, the bikes. I mean that makes sense too. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was I was talking to a friend of ours at Elmer Schultz today, and he okay. they, they were saying that they support sell parts to people that ride bikes to deliver them and stuff. So it's not Uber, it's bicycle couriers. Yeah. So you know that That's was only smart. a matter of time. It's extremely smart. It's That's brilliant. Smart. I like that. Maybe we should, maybe we should uh, think about that. That might not. I'm not gonna work here in New Jersey. It might be tough. They'll be on biking on the they highway. Scooters. And yeah, we have to get something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something niche. Yeah. Maybe one of those little slingshots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They do like Austin. Have you been? To, have you been to Austin? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, Austin, Texas. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter yes. lives there. Yeah. Oh, oh, perfect. Yeah. So they have these. We were there for Rifma. They have the uh, the scooters. You see those scooters all over the place? Yeah, they're we have those in Minneapolis place. now too, where they're do they? you can rent them. You pull in. You yeah. go to a vending little vending thing like a parking meter and rent them. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's interesting. They just started doing that in Hoboken. So there's been a whole lot of uh, craziness going on over there. I think right now, but. Um, yeah, so, and, and another thing I'd like to do is if we can, if maybe I have a young guy or girl listening, um, what, would, what would you tell them is, 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 is uh, maybe to inspire them to come into the trades? Any, any, anything you could I, I think if you're looking for something that's a really good living, um, I consider these high-paying jobs. I mean, when you look at people that graduate from college that have a half-million-dollar, quarter-million-dollar, hundred-thousand-dollar debt mm-hmm. that takes them twenty years to pay off, uh, if you go to vocational school and you become a refrigeration technician, you can normally almost pay as you go. And when you get out of school, you make a hundred thousand dollars a year as a tech. Yeah. Uh, the 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 really good techs will make six figures. Absolutely. And so, uh, if you're doing that. Um, it's a whole lot better than having, you know, eighty, hundred thousand dollar student loan, and yeah. you're out there in the workforce. So, uh, plumber, electrician, food service repair technician, mm-hmm. those are all great jobs. They are. They really are. And you know, outside, even outside of the pay, I mean, you get into a really good company. I consider myself to be a really good company. We're a small business, but we do really good things for our guys and girls here. And the benefits, the paid time off, the vacation. You know, you get the tablet, you get the phone, you get the gas card, the easy pass. If you're a technician, you get a van. It costs you zero dollars to come to work. I mean, I talk about this all the time, and you know, and I might be redundant on, on some of these episodes, but there's a reason for that. Well, and the training. I mean, most people yeah. want to be trained. They want to know what they need to do. Yeah. And it's a challenge. When you're in food service repair and you walk up to a combi oven, mm-hmm. uh, there's a challenge to fixing it. Yes. Uh, unlike the old days when it was just a, a thermostat knob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of us could fix it. Yeah. So, um, you know, even people that weren't technicians, we could fix it. Today, uh, you walk into a piece of equipment, you better know how to read the schematics. You better know how to follow a circuit yeah. and, uh, and troubleshoot. And, but you can learn that. It's all, it's all stuff that yeah. is, um, it's not easy, but it's not, it's not extremely difficult. Right. So uh, you put as much effort becoming a doctor uh, if you say that's a, a thousand on, on some kind of grade score, you can do the same thing with a hundred yeah. uh, and, and become a, a food service technician, master technician. And I'll tell you, your pay is not going to be much different. It's so true. And, you know, the demand is there. So, I mean, I, a young guy or girl, and I, and I say girl all the time because you don't see many, but I actually, do uh, you know Roger Smelser at United Service uh, Technologies? No, I do not. So... 
I just got a phone with him. He has he has a, a woman technician, and they have this new platform that they use to communicate. And I and I and I, and I loved seeing that. And I just I say, if any young girls out there too, this is not just a man's world. I would love to see some more women start thinking about you coming into this because it's not just like you said, it's not just the thermostat and a knob anymore. I mean, there's there's actually intricate things going on here, and it's going to happen more. This this is just the the tip of the iceberg. Well, the major change are going to combi ovens. Yeah, that that that's a whole new world. For quick service. Yeah. So, um, but it's going to fit right up our alley. Yeah. Because the average um, uh, person that doesn't receive training by his service company is not going to be able to work on a combi. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is, there's so many benefits to, to coming in and locking in with a company that's forward thinking and, and ready to, you know, invest in you and you invest back. And it's just one of those things that it's, it could be a ma- an amazing lifelong relationship and I mean, I have, you have you know you have guys here working 25, 30 years with this company from when my father started this. They're still here. I mean, they built lives, houses, and vacations, and cars, and you know, um, it's 401k, the, the the employer matches. I mean, there's, I mean, these guys are going to be set. You know, their families are going to be set, and that's uh, that's another thing. Uh, you find these the people in this in this industry are very passionate, and they and they and they care for their people very much, and. Man, if there's a young you, guy or girl... You've heard the old adage, once you get in the industry, there is no getting out. I used to laugh when I heard yeah, that, but, true. you know, it, it's, it is absolutely true. Just talking about that the other day, I had, I had someone here on the podcast and we were talking and he had a young guy that came on, on, on board. He was about 23. It's been about four years. He's with, with the company and he said, he said, you're in this, man. It's got you now. Yeah. It, you're, it's over. You're going to retire. You're going to retire 40 years from now in this industry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's the truth. Like it's just it's just something gets a hold of you, you know. And I think a big part of it is the people because this is you know, and you can say any 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 industry is relationship driven, but I really feel this industry is massively relationship driven. It is. And tell it, me, tell me, tell me what you know. I'll tell you who I know. Give me one second. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, once the industry gets a hold on you, it gets a hold on you. Yeah, uh, you know, and with my, even with my father starting, um, I, I say I go back to ninety nine pretty much. That's when I graduated high school and. Um, yeah, I mean, just from putting parts on shelves and breaking boxes to being in the parts department to doing some tech work, doing installation work, doing all this stuff. Here I am today, 20 years later. Yeah, and and can't wait to get to work in the morning. I love it. I love it because I, I love I love the ins and outs and the intricacies of this business. Every day is different. You know, you you walk into. I mean, listen, we're we're in the problem business, right? We walk into we walk into problems every day, but we're also in the solutions business. I tell we talk about it all the time here in our internal meetings. You know, we're in the solutions business. You know, we're here to solve problems, and um, there's no better feeling of that accomplishment. That's exactly right. It's finding out what the sore spot is, making it go away. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's one of the things you'll find from a lot of these senior techs, especially. You know, I because I always want to know, like, when I sit down with them, like, are you happy? Do you wake up feeling good every day? Like these guys, man, I love I love my job. I love I love going in, talking about a combi oven or a fryer, and knowing that it's down when I get there, and when I leave, that thing's gonna be working. And now I and then, you know and you get it's so it's more than just the money. You know you have you, you just got a whole kitchen back up and running. You saved somebody's lunch and dinner service, and you know these people get to feed their employees now. Yeah, it's it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, I mean you know it's it, it really I it it means something. It does mean something. So. Um, what what else do we have going on here in the industry? Uh, you know, I think I think that you're going to see more mergers, you yeah. know, more acquisitions, more roll-ups. Yep. Uh, I think both on the manufacturer side, um, you know, that's that's going to happen. I I, I think um, the way that the financing is done these days, mm-hmm. um, 
you have to scale and everything is getting scaled. Yeah. So, um, you know, the e-commerce, they go up and they go down. They're here to stay. Mm -hmm. uh, dealers, they're changing. They have to, so a lot of dealers have service now. Yeah. Uh, and they have to because the customers want service. Yeah. So I don't Those think that, that doesn't go away. Um, the buying groups, um, they're here to stay. They're going to drive pricing down. Um, I don't, I don't worry at all about the Chinese metal tariffs and all that. I think that yeah. just takes care of itself. Yeah. Uh, since we're all in the same pool, when pricing goes up, pricing goes, it up. goes up. across the When board. it goes down, right. it goes down. Uh, in a great economy, when there's a lot of capital, there'll be new equipment, new concepts being built. Mm -hmm. When we're in a tight capital situation, people stop buying, they start repairing. Yeah. So I think that uh, it's going to be the cycle that's always going to come and go. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I think even on the service side, we talk with this is like it's almost recession proof. What with the business that we're in, pretty, pretty much from all, all angles. I mean, we're, it's recession proof. I mean, people are always eating out. Equipment, food is being prepared everywhere, more than ever. So, yeah, I think I think we're in such a solid industry. It just it just it, it mind boggles me that people just don't know enough about it. So that's why. And I'm, the equipment has gotten so much better. What we haven't seen yet, which I think I'm going to forecast in the next four right. or five years, here we go, is uh, products being bought in lieu of. So we had that in my Sears days, mm -hmm. where they bought appliances from Whirlpool and they took care of the warranty themselves, so they got a bigger discount. Okay. So because the equipment is so much better, I think the uh, Forward-thinking manufacturers are going to see that we can give X-Chain a little bit better pricing, but because our failure rates are less than 1%, mm -hmm. let them deal with that. Yeah. And yeah. there'll be some progressive thinking chains that say, hey, we can save 5 6 7% on a piece of equipment when we know the failure rate's less than 1%. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll take our chance. So uh, I also think there'll be... Um, some companies that come in that are um, oh, preventive maintenance, um, yeah. uh, Warren Tech, uh, new level technologies, those companies will come in and they'll start um, looking at maybe uh, taking over the warranties and being yeah. warranty processors. And uh, I mean, I've got some friends that are in that space mm -hmm. and they do a very good job on the retail side. They can move into the commercial side if we would provide them life cycle information. That's what's that's the only okay. thing that's okay. kind of slowing it down, but everybody yeah. is getting more and more life cycle information. The chains are, the manufacturers are. Yeah, everything's and about data. Every and, and, and really, most failure rates are down below 1%. Mm -hmm. So I think it lends itself for the next evolution, which is, um, as a consumer, if I have a chain, maybe I buy my equipment in lieu of, and I just deal with the warranties down the road. If, if, if something happens, I take the money on the front end. Yeah, interesting. So I, that hasn't happened, but I see that as uh, coming yeah. down the road. That's interesting to think. Okay. So we could we could start to start to wrap this one up a little bit. Um, let's let's talk a little bit more about All Points on the way out. Let everybody know where we could find All Points. Okay. We have a website www.allpointsfps.com. Okay. Uh, most people know us. We're the consolidated group of ICS and CCC sure, and just a whole I'm bunch sure of companies. Know, I'm sure we all know. And uh, we are a sourcing company. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we go out to the component manufacturers. And everybody knows in this industry, uh, all the manufacturers, they don't build electromechanical components. They buy them. 
and uh, they source them and, and a lot of electromechanical components are made in you know either china or southeast asia mm -hmm. or in mexico yep. and so they bring the parts over and they really bend metal and assemble that's i mean there's a lot of uh, research development and all that stuff in the back room but bending metal and sourcing components and putting it together at the ul that's their that's their what they do yeah and uh but they're using the same set of common components so all points has been very good historically of going out and identifying where you can buy those where you can source them and because of our size we're, we're our purchasing power is pretty good so we're able to do that yeah so i think we're in a really good spot um you know the there i don't want to uh criticize the yeah. uh, other companies that do strictly oem right. uh, but you know that does keep the price point's pretty high for the industry. Mm -hmm. And um, I think with, with, with our company, uh, we give people a choice. Sure. Cool. So, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. so, um, and, I, and of course, we don't have any, I don't think we really have any social media channels to let anybody know about. We're not there yet. Not there. Not, so not yet. So what we're going to propose is Maliki Digital is here to help all points, diversified, get online and start creating content. So we should talk about that. Absolutely. Love to help you guys get on board. We, we are a resource to the industry. And uh, all right, cool. So we'll take this one down. I appreciate you being on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. So we're going to take this one down, the Care Factor uh, Food Service Equipment Podcast for the industry. I appreciate you all being here. I'll see you on the next one. Peace. That was good. Thank you. So what's the next step? He edits it and sends it? Two weeks, three weeks. When am I, when am I a podcast movie star? Yep. And we have, you'll be, you'll be next week. Next Thursday. Maybe nice. Next Thursday. So every Thursday we put out a podcast. Very good. Well, I appreciate your time. No, I'm going to head to Mays Landing. <laughs> my, right. That's where my sister lives. Oh, okay. She nice. lakes, lives on Lake Lenape, so when I go to FMP, oh, wow. I just drive a half hour and stay with her. So it's good. Hey, I really appreciate your time. I'm going to hit the men's room before I do yeah, that. Yeah, please. Because there'll be traffic.